1: Hello and welcome to Burnt Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time to prevent a war. I'm Jenna Steber and I play Astra Blup, a fey-addled half-belf-oracle belf is exactly who she says she is, and I'm joined by...
3: Andrew Hansen, playing Johnny Brightchild, a hot and sunny Ifrit resort spot paladin, eager to help and flex.
1: Caitlin
4: Stadahar playing Patty Hertz, a ratfolk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip
1: and cheese.
0: Paul Lucamire playing Zelf, who's an elven battle chef carving a name for himself in the high-stakes world of magical cooking.
1: And we're, of course, led today and for the rest of all time by our illustrious DM and world builder, Justin Green. Hey, Justin, how you doing? I'm
5: doing great. I'm trying to make my way through a five-pound bag of warheads.
1: <laughs> how many pounds in are you?
5: Um, I'm two and a
0: half pounds in, but only because I'm only
5: eating the sweet part of it.
0: <laughs> and I'm peeling off all the surface. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm looking at a diagram of warheads here, and the sweet part is in the direct center. Can Uh-oh. you explain to me how you're extracting that? Uh oh. With like a little chisel?
1: Understand getting warheads to suck out the sour out, because that's what the warheads are for. But the idea of a psychopath getting a bag (laughs) and just chipping away on the outside to get the candy thing is
6: monstrous. (laughs) The absolute worst part of the warhead. Psychopath test, eat
0: this warhead.
5: So, guys, what did we do last time? We uh, saved everyone. Everyone lived. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone definitely <laughs> was saved. Except for yeah. everybody that yeah,
1: died. Gosh. Yeah, actually, we saved oh, nobody. Shit. We didn't save anybody.
5: Oh, oh. <laughs> Damn
1: it. <laughs> Glorhan died.
5: Yeah, Abraham and Neven died. Gamweir yeah. was decapitated. Tommy is missing. Yeah,
1: Tommy and your eyes
5: <laughs> on a boat.
1: And we we left. We we wiped our hands clean. We said, we've yeah. done the best that anyone could do ever here. <laughs>
0: we've done enough.
5: <laughs> so you guys are in Fort Frawley. At this point, you guys have the day to do whatever you want. Eventually, everybody's going to be heading back to Fort Advent and Shadow End. I can't remember if we healed last time, but if you need to heal and reset all of your stuff, we should do that too, because you had uh, eight hours rest, but otherwise... Uh, the floor is yours to do whatever you've been wanting to catch up on in your downtime.
0: I'm looking at this map. I, I clicked on the BCB party official Twitter account to look at this web extra. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure that I see Fort Frawley. Can you please explain where this is geographically, maybe in relation to Waypoint or New Haven?
5: Right now you guys are in Waypoint, which is east. Yes. Okay.
0: So we're just kind of debriefing in Waypoint and soon we'll be headed back to Shadow End. Yes. Okay. What does Waypoint look like?
5: Waypoint, primarily it exists as kind of a transit hub. It's a commuter city. And so the only people that actually live here work for the train company. As such, like the centerpiece of the landscape is the Axis train station. So it's this like architectural beauty, basically like a five-spoked wheel. So it's circular concrete structure. And then it has five points connecting to each of the five train lines going out. So this is the biggest, most ornate building in the city. And then everything is kind of built around it. So there's not really a residential area. It's all businesses, inns, things that are there just to kind of cater to these tourists that are basically just catching their next train and leaving for somewhere else.
0: God, that's awesome. A super giant train station. And
1: that's us. We're the tourists. (laughs) We are the tourists. Yeah, Yeah, we are. So fellow tourists, having
4: watched us just totally go off the rails doing 15 different separate projects and the docs during our last couple <laughs> sessions <laughs> <laughs> with no real plan in mind. I feel like we need to maybe
1: think about our overarching goals. Our mm. only goal, as far as I'm aware, was to find Gamweir and convince him to uh, let his country be occupied. And, um, and now he's dead. So I'm checking my quest log, and boy, it looks like that one's grayed out permanently. <laughs> 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 what are some other things on our list to do?
0: Uh, save Glory Hannah, Pearl.
1: Uh-oh. Well. <laughs> Looking at my quest log again. Uh-oh. Uh, it looks like one of those uh, is grayed out. Hey, Pearl, that one's still active but they are on a boat <laughs> floating away from us what else
5: uh the meteorite yes you met with Bavel at the potion shop but you went to do this briefly
1: yeah oh uh, yeah briefly briefly <laughs> <laughs> only a few fatalities we've let a lot of npcs die and that closed <laughs> off a lot of our options
4: i i do think that we've been a little uh reactive <laughs> to, to, with some of our decisions <laughs> what a gentle do word do I definitely want to jump on the nearest ship yes but <laughs> I feel like that has not been serving us well <laughs>
3: I start sharing some of the stuff about how you know like when I touch Glorahan I think like I got like some of her memories or something it's like hard to explain
1: <laughs> <laughs> no actually uh, I don't know that Astra would care <laughs>
3: Yeah, (laughs) But, like, she's really concerned about that necromancer.
1: Yeah, her brother? Yeah, of course she was. Wait, you got some of her memories? That's weird.
3: It is. I don't normally get that. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say,
1: I didn't know Lay on Hands was, that that seems pretty freaky.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't, like, gain any memories of my own back, like, whenever I used it on myself. But, like, there's a lot of stuff back there.
1: Well, you've got some hidden depths that are so hidden they're even hidden from you, Johnny. I thought he was just an idiot. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just figured we were all like that, honestly.
1: Oh, no, I don't have amnesia. Wait, does uh, Patty, Zelf, do I think you have amnesia? <laughs> yeah. Everybody put it out there. If you have amnesia, you have to tell us right now. Astra,
0: are you asking if you have amnesia or if you have hidden depths? I'm asking
1: if you I- <laughs> have an important distinction. <laughs> I'm asking if you have amnesia. I'm not that interested in oh. your hidden depths. So do we know where is Ansel? Is he here?
4: Is he back at Shadowwind?
0: We last saw him at Arrow Peak and then he yes. kind of disappeared and did his own thing.
5: Johnny, you do know from Glorahan's memories that Ansel had written her a letter and told her that he was living in a small, small village called Thune, which is less than an hour away from Fort Advent. So he's just staying near her as much as possible.
3: Does the idea of Ansel always being near me, or near Glorhand, make me think that he might be here in New Haven, since Glorhand was going to be in New Haven for a little bit? Do my memories... Give me any like
5: means or like signals they
3: use to contact
5: each other. I think that Glorahan knows, and so you know that although he would love to be, he alone could not get in mm. to gotcha. New Haven during this war.
0: Does Ansel's powers have some way to bring Glorahan back as zombie Glorahan? Oh,
5: no,
3: that's where Andrew was going, Ooh. that's not where Johnny's <laughs> yeah. going.
1: Nah, it's a time loop. Let's just wait it out. There you go. (laughs) Let's just see what happens.
5: (laughs) Nothing to worry about. Something to be reactive towards later.
4: (laughs) 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 Uh, we We deserve that.
1: I do still have his journal. But if you recall, his journal has a password on it. And uh, the password wasn't password, so I didn't know what the password was. (laughs) I'm looking in my inventory right now to find it.
5: Caitlin might have it. So it is a variety of papers.
4: I do. I have mysterious blank paper.
1: (laughs) At the time, we didn't know that Glorhan and him were brother and sister, but we know now. So I want to withdraw those and see if the password is Glorhan. (laughs) 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 I'm saying it out loud, and I'm like, that would be... Maybe terrible, <laughs> but, you know. Glorahan
4: 1. <laughs> Glorhan, but it's in Lisbeth.
3: Yeah. As necromancers are
5: known to use, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ezra retrieves the letter, and you see the word password right across it, as if someone is writing it themselves. And you say Glorhan out loud, Glorhan 1. Nothing happens
1: uh, for that I also want to try Phanelan, just in case.
5: Phanelan, that also does not work.
1: Okay, okay. In my heart of hearts, I want to brute force this, but I also know that we're in a time loop probably, so (laughs) probably in another loop I'm just going to find him and convince him to tell me his password and then we'll unlock that forever.
4: (laughs) Or we could just spend this whole day just guessing (laughs) passwords for the entire episode.
1: 60 minutes of us trying to guess more and more obscure passwords. For
3: a person we've never met.
1: (laughs) I am curious how long we could do that before we would just break justice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> after five tries it
0: locks us out
1: <laughs> anybody have any other miscellaneous stuff
3: i have a shield of gavlin and the acid damaged boots i can't quite remember where we picked it up
5: that you got in the Arrow peak dungeon off the ground oh, like okay. just like stuff from dead bodies unfortunately in the grass <laughs> nice <laughs> and I
3: wanted to see if any of you more knowledgeable magic types could identify it for me.
1: The shield was from that black market merchant, right? Snippet?
3: The black market merchant who sells cursed items, yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Certainly nothing
1: to be concerned about there. (laughs) Right?
3: That's what I was thinking.
1: (laughs) I do have detect magic. Well, I'll cast that. Dude, Astra,
3: thanks, dude.
1: Uh, Johnny, you, you're welcome. I'm certain it's totally above board. Nothing at all suspicious.
3: <laughs> yeah? Oh, okay.
1: No, I'm sorry. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I realized that there's, there's a communication <laughs> hurdle on that front with us.
0: Wait, was that sarcasm?
1: Uh, hey, is this the shield magic, bud?
5: Astra, you recognize a couple things as you pick up this shield. Inside of your head... You hear a voice speaking to you as you hold it, and it's saying, I can protect you. Put me on, and I'll protect you. (laughs) As you take a closer look at it magically, you recognize that it's a plus two light steel shield of Gavelin, So it has a plus two enhancement bonus. You also recognize that it's going to boost your perception and also your initiative in surprise rounds.
1: Damn, this is a good-ass shield, but it seems like it's probably pretty cursed, huh? It's talking to me.
5: (laughs) Astra, you are able to identify that this (laughs) shield is intelligent. So it actually is speaking to you because it has some sentience to it and it's speaking telepathically to you you also get a feeling that it's not a good idea to put (laughs) it on johnny it sounds (laughs) legitimate to you whoa little bro are you serious but astra you are (laughs) as you already were kind of suspicious you now kind of have more proof that you feel like something sinister exists in this shield
1: Hmm. i want to knock on the shield and say hello hello in there can you hear me can you understand me
5: yes i can understand you Put me on. I can protect you.
1: I usually don't try to wear things that are intelligent. It just makes me uncomfortable.
5: <laughs>
1: well, Johnny, it's a beautiful shield. That's the good news. It's a uh, very high quality. You can see the craftsmanship. Along that edge here, you can see it's been inscribed with some additional magic properties, things that'll make you faster in combat, make your peepers a little bit more keen. Unfortunately, when I picked it up, it did talk to me. And shields don't normally do that, so... Hey, Johnny, you, maybe you could try talking to this thing. You're pretty charming. Maybe you could win it over into not, I don't know, taking your soul or whatever it plans on doing. Wait, Hey, what do you plan on doing, shield?
5: I plan to protect you. That's what I was made for, to
0: protect you. That's so sweet.
1: Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> sweet. He just wants to be your friend, just like Tommy.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: I don't
1: know if we could find, like, um, a curse breaker, some sort of love taker, some sort of, um, you know, the kind of person that would mess around with this shield. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that, but I'm certain somebody at Shadow and can do it. Mm. Oh, yeah,
3: dude. I thought one of our teachers could totally help us out with
4: this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Solid call ass. How much could we sell it for? <laughs> <laughs> because it seems like bad news and I don't want it around me.
3: Therefore,
5: we should profit from it and not have to
3: worry.
4: <laughs> Johnny appraised
5: the shield at about 8,000 gold. Mm. As a non-cursed yeah. item.
1: I mean, that tracks for a plus two shield
5: with those other special abilities.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Probably. I mean, it's up to you, Johnny. It seems like it's maybe bad news, but you know, I, you know, I don't know. The world's full of beautiful magic. And and scary magic.
3: Since it's got, like, the sun on it, I totally believe, like, it's going to protect me. Uh, <laughs> but I don't really think I need protection right now. And, like, I like hitting things with my sword. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe I'll go shopping to get a weapon so that I can use the shield.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: That's what I'm going to go do.
1: Okay. Johnny, do you want someone to go with you? or No, you're fine. What? You're fine.
5: Oh,
3: now
1: you're huh?
5: fine. If you want. Eh. Okay.
1: Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I
4: don't think she was volunteering.
5: <laughs> I will give you the other items that you had not yet identified. So awesome. one of them is the wand that you got off of Cancel. that is a wand of elemental body. So it has three charges. The earth elemental gives you the ability to earth glide so you can go into cave walls, which is what he did to escape.
1: That rules.
5: Those shoes that you found are boots of the cat.
4: Ooh, I don't like that.
5: (laughs) You always (laughs) take the minimum possible fall damage uh, and you always land on your feet.
1: Who's taking what? What?
0: I feel like one of us is kind of cat themed.
1: It's me. I'll take them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll take those boots of a cat. I love that for me. What do they look like, Justin? Are they like Uggs or
0: are they like slick? Do they have beans on the bottom?
5: Pretty beat up, unfortunately. They're brown leather boots, (laughs) a little bit of a pointy toe, but they have seen a a lot of acid damage. So they're kind of uh, ugly from that. But you could tell at one time they were probably pretty good looking.
1: All right, we'll have to go to Warsouls to get yeah. him fixed up. <laughs> get him
4: resold.
0: Oh, it's spelled S-O-L-E. Yes. Uh, Alchemists do have elemental body one on their spell selection list. So I think I can use this without a roll. Do you guys mind if I hold on to it?
1: Take it, it's yours.
5: Ooh. Zelf, did you have some sort of meeting place for Manny? A rendezvous location. Aww.
0: I left him in one of the business hotels.
4: <laughs> <laughs> a capsule hotel. He's in like a nap pod.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or maybe a hostel. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever is cheap. Probably I was at the train station and I was like, find a place to stay.
4: Oh, Did you just put him <laughs> in a locker at the train station? <laughs> he boarded him. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I probably left him in a particular motel. Okay. And I'll go and knock on the door.
5: Great. As you enter one of these, like, small, you know, pay-by-the-hour motels that are all around Waypoint, the clerk at the front desk watches you come in, and he goes, Hey, are you Zelf?
0: I'm not his grandma. (laughs) (laughs) He
5: goes, Hey, yeah, I recognize the sneer. And he he holds up this (laughs) napkin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> On this napkin, there's like a very childlike stick figure drawing of yourself, but someone has spent like a lot of time really perfecting the frown. Oh
0: my god, that's a
5: thing. <laughs>
0: Cut to the guy holding up the napkin with a picture and then pulling it down, and self <laughs> expression is identical.
5: Your son, he heard you guys came back into town last night. <laughs> he said he wanted to surprise you guys with a welcome home meal at the Axis yes. Diner in the train station. Oh. This will be the first time anyone's seen real food inside the Triad train company.
1: Hey. <laughs> well,
0: real food will be the judge of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did this guy say your son? Is he talking about Manny? He's playing toys. So, so, <laughs> I yeah, so okay. totally
0: ignored that. <laughs> All right, well, myself will tip this guy since he's obviously a, you know, a, that type of vocation. Uh, and head to the access. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck was that? Mean? <laughs> An hourly worker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he'll go to see what Manny's cooked up.
5: Yeah, are you bringing the gain or are you going yourself? Oh, sure.
0: They seem to like Manny.
4: (laughs) I love Manny. Be nicer to him. (laughs) Or don't. It's funny when you're mean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The access station
5: is a marvel to behold. So not only does it have just a really unique design. It has a lot of cutting-edge technology, so you know that a lot of the Steam devices are from Erosia, from when things were better, and we were sharing technology. Uh, So as you're walking through, just seeing the trains up close and just the things that are built into the station, it's awe-inspiring. But it's hard to take everything in because you're also just knocked around by crowds that are just rushing to make one connection (laughs) to another. On the other hand, at the center of the axis, you find that the diner is one of the worst establishments that you've ever stepped foot inside Ooh. of So, <laughs> <laughs> no. oh It's as if somebody oh no. like just... Plop the sad little dining car from the train that you poisoned those people in, and they put it right <laughs> in the heart of like this beautiful building, and then they just called it a day. So it, even though there's like theoretically a full working kitchen in this place, like the menu is the exact same as what was on the train, so it's just like reheated sandwiches. <laughs> but it's clear that Manny has something different in mind because it's been closed off to the public and there's a reserve sign that's been posted out front. And you see that two of like the small wooden tables from inside the train have been pushed together and covered with like a fancy tablecloth and there's like six sets of expensive meal nord dinnerware from your own collection that's laid out perfectly. Oh,
4: this is so sweet. Oh man. Yeah, this is bizarre.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't teach him this. self so is gonna sit down. So as you
5: guys take a seat at this nice spread Manny pops out from the back And he's like, hi everybody, hi He's carrying like a tray with a, a large pot on it And he says, today we'll be having a hearty autumnal soup I hope that you guys like it I, I'm just so happy that you all made it back And he mm-hmm. like is walking around and kind of like serving you all soup And he's like, oh, oh shoot, I, I forgot the drinks Just give me one sec, I'm sorry chef, sorry chef, sorry chef And he like head down, <laughs> just like beelines to the back
1: mm. Oh boy, Manny seems like he was really worried about us, and that makes me feel bad because I just didn't think about Manny at all. Right? <laughs> no, he was fine here.
0: We left him somewhere safe.
1: He can handle himself. He's capable. It's fair. I mean, ish. <laughs> the last time we had a nice dinner like this, things kind of turned south. Uh, so I just can't keep my eyes open. Just gonna be aware of the situation. I mean, the hallucinating was fun. (laughs) That was fun. The acid spitting, that was- Yeah, that was great. You know what? You're right. That was a great party, Patty. Guys, that was a great (laughs) party. It was a great party. It was
0: very
3: well decorated.
0: Thank
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) The entertainment was great.
0: Yeah, self is just going to be quiet (laughs) and observant of the presentation.
6: Oh, my God. <laughs> hey,
3: so, like, what should I be judging Manny on? Like, you're the expert here, right? What should he be looking to try and do right now?
6: <sighs>
0: he <gets> that aside, <laughs> and he says, all right, at any reputable restaurant in Mjolnir, here's what you need to look for. And he'll start listing off the <laughs> position of the silverware, the placement oh, of the yeah. placing, the timing of the <laughs> servings, the lighting, the music, et cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. And probably he's still going by the time Manning gets back. <laughs> <laughs> does
1: he mention food at all? Or is it just <laughs>
6: yeah, no. it's all atmosphere.
0: <laughs> just wait. I'll get to it eventually.
5: <laughs> Zelf, you can make either, everybody can make either perception check or profession chef check if you want to judge the quality of his food. Yes. Manny does return with like a wine bottle and start like pouring wine around the table for everybody.
1: Uh, Aster got an 8, so she's, I think, impressed. Is that what that means? Yeah, I
3: also got an (laughs) 8. There's atmosphere here, so that's good. (laughs) Jack, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Self said something about (laughs) noise? Yeah, he's got that. Okay.
1: As rubes are just impressed at the tablecloth like, fancy! (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) i got a 10 which means i am
4: slightly less impressed since i have been to fine dining establishments all over the country but you know i order chicken fingers at every one of those fine dining establishments so this is very fancy for patty
0: boy i got a 17
5: astra patty johnny you know this is a a solid meal in your eyes uh, it tastes good. It's warm. The vegetables are cut nice. The meat's cut nice. Oh,
3: cut. Yeah.
5: It's for <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> there's a like, candle on the table. Oh,
3: atmosphere.
5: Oh, shit, dude. Manny, this is most excellent, bro. Zelf, you're kind of surprised how good it is. You think that this is beyond Manny's capability. Dun, dun, dun.
4: <gasps> Suspicious. <laughs>
5: Like, as you're eating it, even though the effect hasn't taken hold yet, you can tell, like, there is magic in this meal, and Manny is not at that level where he's able to imbue spells into food on his own.
0: Oh, no. God, okay. Well, at first, his elf is just in overdrive thinking about all the ways he can be critical (laughs) (laughs) educationally, but... There's a moment where he starts to think, oh, yeah, we just earned a bunch of enemies, didn't we? From multiple <laughs> nations around the world. Uh, can I test to see if there's poison in this?
4: <laughs> Absolutely. I really hope there's not since the rest of us are just digging
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, you yeah. guys will be fine. Uh, so I'm looking at the Milnor Battle Chef archetype. It says that I can identify poison or diseased food by taste of the appropriate knowledge nature or knowledge arcana check.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Perfect. I will tell you then, Zelf, for free, that this is not poisoned.
4: Excellent
0: news. (laughs) Zelf is going to taste a spoonful thoughtfully, taste another one. He's going to crook a finger to have Manny come over. He's going to reach out and put a hand on his face and say, Manny, did you make this soup? And he's gonna look for signs of subterfuge. <laughs> <It's>
5: so <laughs> tense. He says, "I did about eighty percent of it myself, Chef. Was was everything up to your standard?"
0: For what it's worth, I got a twenty nine on sense motive.
5: You look at Manny, and he's the same sweet, sort of naive kid. You don't think he's trying to pull anything over on you. He mostly just seems nervous that he is serving you something below your standards. <laughs> was it? Was it good?
0: Zelf is going to hold up Anne and say, Manny, Manny, we've talked about this before. Every few weeks, I have to remind you that if you want to give something to somebody and have them tell you it's good, make it for your mother. <laughs> make it for your aunt or your grandma. They'll say, oh, this is so wonderful. And then, well, this is delightful. From
5: the kitchen, you hear a voice. Zelf, it's familiar to you as the voice of Bocuse Dor. A oh, elven woman oh no. who was a fellow apprentice of Chairman Naga with you. And she sort of glides out of the kitchen. She's wearing very expensive Milnor Noble robes. She does have like an apron, but she's removing that as she steps out and takes the sixth seat at the table. And she kind of addresses the room and says, how is everyone enjoying the meal? It's my recipe, but Manuel did all the non-magical work himself.
3: I think the food is pretty good, but honestly, uh, the, the atmosphere is really important too. And, uh, I think Manny did a great job <laughs> yeah.
4: with this
1: one single candle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, hey, uh, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I knew this wasn't just a normal dinner party. Why does this keep happening?
0: Yeah, as soon as Zelf hears the voice, he just blanches, turns completely white, <laughs> hands gripping his seat
1: like a sack of green beans. You blanched.
3: Oh my god! I love how Johnny just accepts it completely, and Astra's like, "Who the f-? oh?" So
1: <laughs> Both Door wasn't that the letter you got from the black market animal handler wasn't that from Bocus Door?
0: That's right. I
1: remember cuz the name Bocus Door? I don't think any of us <laughs> made a comment about it in the episode and I feel like we are letting Justin get away with too many names.
0: Focus. <laughs> I didn't think I'd see you again so soon.
5: Uh, Zelf it's always pleasant to share a meal with you.
0: Are you doing well? On your own, without the chairman? All things considered, did you get my message? I haven't found a quiet moment to read it yet. She looks
5: at Manny and she (laughs) kind of pats him on the head and straightens out his shirt as he sits down to join the meal himself. And she kind of just absentmindedly is like, what a talented apprentice you have, Zelf. I can't believe you've had him six months and never told me. I found him wandering the streets like a lost puppy, Zelf. (laughs) If it's good, you let him explore the world and learn what he can. That way, there's so much more to gain when you eat him later. Excuse me? What? But Zelf, he's so skinny. You can't focus so narrowly on the end goal and forget about the dining experience. Fatten him up a little. You deserve it.
4: <laughs> what the fuck <laughs>
5: is
3: there like a meal I can't see or something Astro like what is she talking about
4: Patty is having disturbing flashbacks to the magical animal shop she is going <laughs> right. into full liberator mode again this is very upsetting
1: uh, Astro's flashing back to the what was it the goblin that you got steaks off yeah. of back in the dungeon <laughs> There's precursors for this. Manny steaks!
0: self is going to calmly reach a finger out and push his plate of soup off the table. saying, Manny, (laughs) oh no, could you take care of that?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! (laughs) Manny goes, uh, yes chef, sure sure, chef, and and he immediately jumps up and he picks up the bowl and then he runs into the back to get a towel.
0: Wash that bowl about 10 or 20 times, (laughs) and then lean forward and say, all right, Bocas. <laughs> Manny's mine. What do you want?
5: Perhaps now is a good time for you to read that letter
0: Zelf. And he will. He'll produce it from a sleeve or whatever immediate pocket he'd been holding it in, hesitating extremely to finally open it, but he will. And he'll look Bocus in the eye <laughs> before he looks down and reads it.
5: As you read it, Bocus kind of turns her attention to you, Johnny, and is like, so you are an amateur gourmet, are you?
2: <laughs> uh,
5: I'm not really <laughs> sure what that is. Uh,
3: (laughs) i guess yeah okay thank you
5: what notes are you getting from the meal today
3: oh uh good notes (laughs) Billy, i like the like effort that's been put into it like i really appreciate that because like just having anything warm at all like with any sort of flavor is like pretty cool because like most time i just have like a sort of like a rice porridge
4: I just eat gruel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she
5: says, "Yes, this is probably a huge step up for you."
3: Yeah, honestly, like it's a little intense, but I think it's really cool that Manny did it. So, I guess like I just didn't really know what this was.
5: I think you'll find it interesting. So, this is made from fresh squash, sourced from Gold Grove, Ella Flute confit. Oh, damn ah! it! And a white wine finish.
1: No, I knew there's going to be something nasty in this soup. <laughs> <No! laughs> Esther keeps eating, actually. She's fine with it.
5: You'd think for their sweet melody that they'd be ideal for desserts, but they're actually quite bitter to the palate.
3: (laughs) Eliflute confit? Like, what is is that?
5: The Eliflute. They're horrible little creatures. (laughs) (laughs) I like the sounds of it. If you can get past their appearance, then they have a great spell vocal alteration, oh. and once you finish eating this meal, you'll be able to talk in whatever voice you choose, Johnny. I think you'll really enjoy it.
0: Zilf has no reason to be hostile other than all of his history with Bokus, who's obviously a horrible person. <laughs> 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 what better reason? So he'll say, I'm a little surprised, Bocus, that a creature capable of producing recorded sounds would annoy you since it's one of the few creatures that can let you listen to the sound of your own voice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Johnny like takes a sip of the soup, like looking back and forth.
1: (laughs) The energy at this party is a whack.
3: Well, we called it again, right?
1: This is what we get for dining as a group. Focus. Can I ask you real quick? Is any of the dishes you've prepared tonight involve human flesh or elf flesh or any sort of sentient creature flesh? I would like to know ahead of time.
5: Just the elf fruit, my dear. Whoa! I didn't even know I had to ask that, Astro.
3: Thank you.
6: I
1: didn't know either, Johnny. I didn't know either. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Burnt Cookbook Party. Hey, you know what's now live? No, it's not that body you did a sloppy job burying, although you should consider circling back to that now that the heat's off. Actually, it's our Patreon, patreon.com slash Party. You might be thinking, what does joining our Patreon get you? Well, as a joining bonus, immediately we have a stat block for the Ella Flute so you could add the Ella Flute to your own game. How incredible is that? It has all of the Elf powers and stuff. So you can just like, it just like put that in your game and have that in your game. We've got other fun content coming in the future months. But mostly what you're doing right now, if you sign up, is helping us pay for like the upfront costs of producing the show. Stuff like hosting and equipment costs so that our audio sounds nice and keeping Justin in warheads so he doesn't get crabby. You know, th- these are the things that allow this show to happen at all. And it would just mean the world to us if you would support us. Again, that's patreon.com slash party. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at bcbparty or email us at bcbparty at gmail.com. Okay, now get out of here. Scream!
5: Zelf. Yeah? As you peel open the black envelope, inside of it you find not a letter, but an official-looking document with the seal of Mjolnir on it. It says, your presence has been requested for the reading of the last will and testament of Chairman Naga on the 1st ah. of the twenty twelve, at noon sharp. Oh. The reading will take place at Carnivore, formerly Theophagy, in Milnor's restaurant district. It will be presided over by Count Beldroth Vilnit, with Inspector Nipip representing the court of the Archmage. The beneficiaries are as follows. Gratin Dauphinois, Dor, Zelf.
6: Ooh. And then the
5: remainder of the legal notice is just like a detailed menu for the event. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Does the
1: details include whether or not they will be eating any amount of
0: naga?
5: <laughs> it's going to be like a nice hot pot. Okay. okay. <laughs> but that doesn't
1: That's
0: the perfect meal for
5: a wake.
3: Traditional reading of the real hot pot.
1: That sounds amazing actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So Zelf reads through it, and he'll, he'll mouth the words in the entree listing so that he can remember the menu. <laughs> and he'll think about it and say, Johnny, for future reference, you make a note of that when a restaurant asks you if you have any allergies. Oh.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I'm allergic to Manny's flesh. I just don't really <laughs> want to eat it.
0: <laughs> Focus.
5: The chairman is dead? <laughs> of course, the chairman isn't actually dead. This is a final test, Zelf. Even in prison, he's watching to see what we're going to do next, to see which one of us is worthy <laughs> to inherit his life's work and prep Mjolnir for the final course. Oh my god. They said he died of starvation, a hunger strike against <laughs> the prison rule they were inflicting on him. As if the chairman were so weak. She like chews on her fingernails as she says this, and there's like a a glassy, hollow expression on her face. You can see like she's reliving a lot of the shared horrors that you've experienced, (laughs) but it's like a weird blend of terror and excitement.
0: Yeah, Zelf will also be (laughs) glassy-eyed for a few seconds.
5: What would be the alternative? Zelf, that everything that happened to us was for nothing? That the chairman was just, like, a a weak old man who couldn't even last two years in prison? Like, there's no way. Of course
1: not. (laughs) (laughs) Asker leans over to Johnny and Patty and goes, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh.
3: She should stop chewing that finger. It's bleeding into her soup. It's pretty <laughs> nice. <nuts. laughs> <laughs>
0: Knowing what he and the other apprentices actually went through, his tone will shift and he'll reach over and pat Bocas' shoulder and say, "Bocus, you're right. After all, the chairman did fake his death a few times during our apprenticeship. <laughs> There's no reason that he wouldn't have faked his death again in prison.
5: <laughs> she sort of nods. She's comforted by what you're saying. She's like... To be honest, Self, I was starting to have doubts about you, about what you've gotten into since left Milnor. Gratton, he's sworn off cooking entirely. I always said he may have technical skills, but he lacked a chef's instinct. You and I, though, we're the same. One of the two of us, we're going to be the one who who took over. It was clear from the beginning.
1: Hey, um, take over what?
0: Why, the chairman's seat, of course. As the sole visionary of the future of magical cooking, opening grand new vistas beyond what magical cooking has become in Mjolnir today.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Of course.
5: As she kind of like it starts warming back up to Zelf, her mood kind of shifts towards the rest of you at the table, and she kind of looks down her nose and is like, she speaks to Zelf, though she's looking at you guys. She says, seeing you standing side by side with the very people who are keeping the chairman imprisoned, it (laughs) makes me lose my appetite, Zelf.
0: Well, Bocus, you never liked your meat cooked. <laughs> All right. I joined Shadow's End because I knew that the chairman had a turn in his journey when he became a war cook, and I thought I could learn something from it, and I have. But I think you're right. I think the finals in our cooking competition is coming up.
3: So are you in a competition?
0: Oh, Johnny. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. It's a dog cook and eat dog world.
6: <laughs>
3: johnny nods like absolutely understanding the sage wisdom of that like yeah
0: and if you choose to eat you enter into competition if you choose to
3: eat is that what you're saying?
0: yeah
5: Zelf, your mind goes to competition, <laughs> and the prospect yeah. <laughs> of returning to Mjolnir kind of clouds your mind with memories yeah. the last time that you dared to show your face there. You begin to think back to the first week of winter and the beloved tradition of the great Mjolnir Bake Off. Yes.
0: Which on the surface, <laughs> yes.
5: it's a saccharine <laughs> competition between fellow chefs where the only prize is just loving what you do. But like all things in Noir, you know that it's just a candy coating that masks a rotten center.
1: Like a yes, warhead. like a
0: warhead.
5: Like a warhead. <laughs> <laughs> like a five pound bag of warheads that you're 2.5 pounds through. You know going into this that it's going to be just as cutthroat as anything that the chairman has put you through. It's just more palatable for the masses. Still, it's an opportunity that will allow you to kind of make a name for yourself and put some distance between you and Naga, whose trial had just ended a a few months earlier. As you enter the tents that are set up in Milnor's restaurant district, the first thing that you notice is how small that it feels inside. (laughs) You've been a spectator many times, more times than you can count, but you have never really realized how tightly packed all of the competing chefs are in there. There's just not a lot of room to breathe. Including you, there's about... 10 chefs in total that are competing. And you also see Mary Goodberry, this prim and proper elf <laughs> who is wearing like a pastel pantsuit. And you know that despite her grandmotherly energy, she's a tough critic. God damn it. And her food reviews can make or break any new chef's career.
0: Your name crimes are going to come home to her someday just <laughs> <in green>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They can't all be as clever as Zelf. listen
0: (laughs) get away with that one (laughs) scot-free this is the flashback right justin
5: yes and for this little flashback i've given you two negative levels good what would you like to do as you make your way in
0: here god well this is when self is still just extremely high strung coming out of the chairman's trials and the trial of working with the chairman as his apprentice so zelf is probably scoping out his competition seeing who he needs to sabotage or you know edge out absolutely getting ready for one of his first real competitions without the support of the chairman basically he's ready for disaster he's a nervous wreck make a perception check zelf that's gonna be a 13
5: great so Including you, there's about 10 chefs, but after you study them, you pinpoint that only three of them are really any competition for you. Andrew, who is your chef?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was about to apologize to everyone for my extended flashback. (laughs) I
3: am playing a very tall elf with long white hair that is in sort of like the European judge style sort of like comes down and like turns into frills and it goes over one eye and behind that part of the eye there is definitely a Pegasus from Yu-Gi-Oh golden prosthetic uh, <laughs> over his face and a lot of his mannerisms are exactly similar. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> Classic
0: magic chef. Yeah, yeah, and he is Zephyr Zanatar.
5: <laughs> Perfect, Caitlin. Who is your chef,
4: darling? It paprika Snuffs, the most beautiful, buxom chef you have ever seen. Her food is seductive. A nice potato that you enjoy when you bite into it you feel the potato melting in your mouth darling it's just delightful
0: <laughs> am i tripping <laughs> <laughs>
5: lastly jenna who is your chef
1: you see a, a really short, especially for an elf, really scrawny, dark-skinned elf wearing just very, very high-waisted pants and some uh, some pretty cool, vibrant rainbow suspenders, and as you get closer to them, you hear them say their famous catchphrase, Anybody got any cheese? And you know that this is none other than Urkelf. World famous for his cooking skills and his pratfalls.
5: (laughs) Self, that's your competition. What's going through your head?
0: (laughs) Self was routinely trained to keep his friends close and his enemies closer. So he'll go introduce himself to his enemies. God, what have we got? We've got Urkelf. We've got Paprika Snuff. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh Zegesis
3: Xanitar uh, Zephyr Xanatar. yeah
0: <laughs> excellent day for a bake-off wouldn't you say
1: I'd say so sun's out I'm hungry what more could you want
4: does you think it's a bit hot in the tent though <laughs> I'm feeling a little spicy in my knickers
3: you know what they say Africa. <laughs> if you can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen no and he'll sort of turn and then he'll
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh
1: so you're Zelf I've heard all about you
0: Zelf starts sweating. <laughs> yes, the chairman's apprentice here to show us how
3: to cook. What arts have you mastered, child? <laughs>
0: fuck if I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
5: Eventually, Mary Goodberry, she kind of gets everybody's attention to start off the show. She says, to everyone who has come out to watch here in Mjolnir's restaurant district and to those watching at home thanks to Nephthys' Scry Network, I want to welcome you all to this year's great Mjolnir Bake Off. We're excited to have a brand new group of chefs here waiting to prove that they've got what it takes to win, and she goes on and on about this set up for the competition which takes place over a week and you guys compete in three rounds a day and someone is eliminated each day and eventually the cooking aspect begins and she tells you for the first round chefs i want to see a dish that's representative of who you are as a cook it can be anything you can dream up as long as it's immediately identifiable as yours and for this one the guest chefs if you just want to roll a d20 and add eight to it You guys also, once during this flashback, can add a D6 to it. (laughs) Yeah, hell yeah.
1: Some of us don't need it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And this is Profession Chef, right? Yeah. Does Profession Chef also apply to baking? Because there's kind of an ideological, (laughs) you know, (laughs) rift, depending on who you ask. You know,
5: I think that the title of this competition is kind of a misnomer. Uh, it's not <laughs> okay. just baking if you don't want to. Okay.
3: Is this an interview beforehand? Like, now is <laughs> only baking allowed at the Great Meal Bake Off?
1: I rolled an 18.
3: I got a 28.
1: And I got Ooh,
0: a nice. 21. Zephyr using his... Inspiration, yes. ...centennial eye.
5: I will unlock the
0: dark secrets of flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 22.
5: Perfect. And also, Zelf, I am going to have you make a will save as well. So right now, (laughs) you're only affected by your immediate (laughs) competitors and the fact that Mary Goodberry is watching. So 10 people, it's going to make your DC uh, a DC 17 for your
0: stage fright. Oh, cleared that one. 23.
5: Guest chefs, do you have a signature dish that you have prepared?
4: Paprika is <laughs> ready to present her dish, darling, to the do judges. It. <laughs> Let's do it. So, Paprika is going to uh, tighten that apron cord a little tighter to get that hourglass waist going. <laughs> Just really get things locked and loaded.
3: Get them tasty.
4: She's going to saunter up to the judges and she's <laughs> going to say, Most honorable judges. I'm presenting to you the dish that says who I am as a chef. I'll be serving it atop my bosoms at the table. Today, we will be dining on a succulent ribeye steak cooked extremely rare fudge
1: sauce oh, a- No, <laughs> please God. enjoy it's so messy please enjoy
4: <laughs> feel free to use the provided chopsticks <laughs> to pluck each delectable bite from my bosoms <laughs> <laughs>
0: How do you eat that with a chopstick?
5: <laughs> you do it in a sexy way, Paul. It's
4: cut into bite-sized pieces,
3: darling. <laughs> it's very, it's very
1: <laughs> Oh my god. Disgusting.
5: Zephyr?
3: I am going to present a very delicate and eloquent-looking dish of white cream that is actually, <laughs> like, charade insect husks of flesh-eating beetles that have eaten... <laughs> orcs that have roasted in the sun uh, and gotten to the right crispiness, and I provide a powder of blood and bone for dusting on top of it, and I say, I often find the passions and furies of Gul'dor are brought out best in the sun and the simplicity of a vanilla pudding. Please enjoy. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> I like that this is the pudding equivalent of, like, the coffee that that creature poops out. Yes, and that yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and then I'll, like, sort of, like, float fade back into the periphery and watch with a glowing eye from the shadows as they eat it.
5: Oh, uh, God. Urkelf, what are you <clears> making today?
1: Well, Urkelf struts up to the judge's table with the really really wide stance really like shoulder forward kind of strut in one hand he has an empty bowl in the other hand he has a bowl full of this sort of really thick viscous stew and as he's walking over you notice that one of his shoelaces is undone uh, moments before he notices because he steps on it tumbles forward, executes a perfect roll, and when he's standing up, the bowl that was once full is empty, and the other bowl is now full of stew, and he places it on the judging table, and he says, this is my signature dish. It's called did I stew that? (laughs) It's made entirely of animals that had died accidental deaths. (laughs) You'll find out you're a little bit luckier after eating it. (laughs) I regret choosing a voice that was so close to Astro's voice. (laughs) That's (laughs) your
0: natural range.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's my actual voice. The voice you hear now is a put-on voice. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Zelf, what do you want to make today?
0: Oh, man. Well, Zelf is so used to having specific prompts from his challenges with the chairman. So having such a wide-open board, he chokes a little bit more than he thought he would. And when the prompt is, who you are as a food, he has a blank moment where he's like, wait, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) What even is that? So in a fugue, he cooks something and presents it. And unlike the others with their... Uh, elaborate <laughs> introductions. He says, uh, this is my signature chopped liver.
4: <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out as a quick aside. I, Caitlin, love chopped liver. So, I'll
0: carry on with that knowledge. I rolled a 22. It's good stuff. <laughs> Self clears his throat and says, with a uh, a, a berry sauce I simmered in my special simmer pot. Thank you.
5: <laughs> Mary Goodberry goes around and tastes everyone's dishes. Zelf, it's hard to get a read on her expression. She doesn't say anything to you.
0: <laughs> I love that it's this grandma Mary going around <laughs> tasting everything, including paprikas. <laughs> the
6: bosoms. Mary's a professional.
5: <laughs> when Mary gets to Zephyr's dish, though, her eyes light up. And she goes, oh, the blood powder really brings out the taste of the insect tusks. Uh, as She, she t- goes for seconds on the pudding, the only one that she had a, a second bite of. And so it becomes pretty clear that the first round is going to Zephyr. You can see him all coyly grin at all of you out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> the second round is more of a technical round so mary goodberry she makes her signature dish which are these victoria sponge cakes made with good berries everybody has to make identical versions of those like tin plates identical to it if you guys want to roll again on your profession chef check and zelf I'll have you roll a will saving throw again as well, but this time the DC is going to raise. More people are gathering around the tent at a certain point. Mary Goodberry, she kind of tells everybody, oh, we've got uh, hundreds of people who are scrying in just on the first day already. So you feel just the intensity going up.
1: Excellent. I rolled a 24. I rolled a 23.
5: I got
3: a
0: 20. Justin, I got a 27 on my skill check oh. and a 21 on my will save.
4: Oh, Ooh, sounds like somebody's wow. winning nice. the technical challenge. Damn, Zelf. Nice. Yeah.
5: Zelf, you pull out this round. Once you take, like, imagination out of the equation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. a, a sense of persona, yeah.
5: Yeah, it, it really, really comes through, and you cook all of these other people under the table. What? How can this be? Well. I thought i had him in the earlier challenge but
3: his
4: technical skill
3: <laughs>
4: very well executed cooking is nothing without passions elf dollar
5: <laughs> for the third round chefs we want you to knock our socks off this time we want something <laughs> visually impressive something out of the box in addition to tasting great so you're given a challenge to just come up with something entirely unique, something that might not even look like food at all, that taste as surprising, or, or something just creative in that way. So we went from 17 to 20, and now the DC for the will save is going to go to 25 for this round.
0: <sighs> <laughs> There's no way I can make that.
1: <laughs> uh, and you said we got one time bonus as NPC chefs. Is that right, Justin?
5: That is correct. A
3: d6
1: Urkelf needs it at this moment. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) Urkelf.
6: It hurts.
1: (laughs) right, Urkelf rolled a 20 total. Paprika Snuffs has a total of a
4: 26. Very impressive, considering that she struts up to the judge's stand, (laughs) wearing a bathrobe, (laughs) and says, I hear you want a show-stopping performance, darling. And drops... The bathrobe to reveal her nude body <laughs> wrapped in strips of raw bacon.
6: <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> like a meat mummy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. CR8 monster. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Well, Erkelf with his 20, once again approaches the judge's table. That wide strut and just as he gets close hands empty i'll say not holding no food <laughs> struts up to the table and just as he gets close to it he once again kind of trips over his own feet and lands stomach first <laughs> on the table And then there's a long moment where they don't acknowledge what has happened. And you worry that maybe he's really, really hurt. But then when you look back, you suddenly hear a voice from behind his cooking table. He goes, I've fallen and I can't get up. (laughs) And he approaches the second Urkel, cuts open the back of the shirt, and reveals... Uh, kind of a meatloaf. I think kind of a meatloaf variant. Yeah. Um, so you are expected to just sort of carve your own uh and eat the bits that most appeal to you.
4: Horrifying. Truly horrifying. <laughs> yep.
3: <laughs> Zephyr rolled a 10. And...
4: Oh, <sighs> choke.
3: As supremely confident... From the edge of having very, very take seconds on the first round, he thinks he understands that they have an <laughs> understanding. <laughs> she is truly a cook on his level. And he presents to all of them a bunch of individual hard candy lozenges. Uh, and he says... Behold! (laughs) And he takes a crab cracker out and he breaks all of the hard candy shells to reveal a tiny, chewy, sweet center. He says, behold, the pinnacle of all taste in candy. And he steps back to allow the chefs to enjoy it. And uh, as they express disdain at mediocrity, he starts (laughs) flinging accusations about their lack of understanding. Of what he was trying to do.
6: Oh.
5: <laughs> Zelf, so you rolled a great profession chef check, but unfortunately yeah. you failed your will save. And so as you start the cooking for the third round, you no. are frozen in place as if you're fascinated. You can attempt to make a new save at a minus four penalty. Oh,
0: Oh, yeah, I rolled a two for a total of two. Oh,
4: no.
5: Zelf, you have become panicked, and you must flee. What is going through Zelf's head?
0: (laughs) Zelf reaches toward the table, his mind racing with ways to create a truly magnificent dish, thinking of all the spells he's been trained to put into food, all the ways to prepare food, all the magical ingredients he's prepared, and each time he sees the face of the chairman judging his apprentices. Never good enough. Never truly suiting their role. Just the best he could find. And as that voice echoes in his mind, he drops everything, gets down on his hands and knees, crawls away behind the competitors.
6: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tragedy and trauma. He Tra- to. Tries to just, just disappear.
5: As you crawl out of the tent, Zelf, <laughs> did the other three of you <laughs> any last words?
3: <sighs> You'll never unlock the dark secrets of flavor like that. Fear
4: overcomes him.
3: He'll Spit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this poor, <pull>, primitive soul. <laughs> does not understand that cooking is a seduction of the soul.
3: She's like shimmering with grease right now. As
4: the bacon
1: slowly cooks on her body in the hot tent. (laughs) Urkelf goes, he didn't have to take this. He's going home. (laughs) I didn't think I would get that catchphrase in. I'm really happy
6: for the opportunity. Thank you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Zelf, you get out of the tent, you finally feel like you can breathe again, on your hands and knees, you look up at the spectators who have kind of gathered around, and for a moment you lock eyes with Bocus Dor, who just has the most disdain a person
0: could possibly have <laughs> for someone, and she
5: kind of raises her head and turns and walks away. Any last thoughts, Zelf?
0: Well, Zelf is probably just overcome in the moment, tearing grass out of the ground and jam you, Bocus. And then it cuts back to the present and he's looking across the table at Bocus, <laughs> patting her on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just a reminder that if you weren't convinced at the mid ad, but then listened to the, the latter half of that episode and thought to yourself, actually, I would like to give these people money so they keep making this product. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash Party. We appreciate your support. Burnt Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild. Caitlin Stadahar as Patty Hertz, Paul Luckemeyer as Zelf, me, Jenna Stieber, as Astra Blup, and Justin Green as GM and World Builder. Produced by Jenna Stieber. This episode edited by Jenna and Justin.